following program contains language and subject matter that you may consider unsuitable for children. Parental discretion is advised. Greetings, Herfland. His Highness the Jackal. The Jackal. I'm going to pass the reins to Mr. Jackal, the new king of radio. I think Jackal's a Latino. I'm not sure, but he'll give it to you again. The Jackal. All right, everybody, we're live on PSN-Radio.com, and it's another exciting week, COVID-free, April 26, 2020. Hopefully, everybody's staying safe and sound on this beautiful Sunday evening, indoors and locked away as usual. We're going to bring you a couple hours of, hopefully, entertainment, enlightenment, and some paranormal stuff. That's right, I have in the second hour a gentleman who is uh, no stranger to this show and uh, of course one of the uh, reoccurring voices inside my head Mr. Paul Dale Roberts is going to be joining us and uh, he'll be here at 10.55 and hopefully we have a a good time with Paul tonight and we get to some really uh, spooky stuff. (laughs) Uh, I I love having Paul on. He's uh, you know, a great guest. He, you know, I have uh, recently uh, come in contact with a, a few other networks and whatnot, and uh, we're of course growing the uh, brand. We actually just uh, got admitted uh, to iHeart Media or iHeart Radio, whichever it is now, and uh, we're, the show's going to be podcasting over there, which is very exciting. And they're uh, fixing us up uh, as we speak. So that's exciting. I wanted to, uh, you know, just uh, go over some news tonight before we get uh, to the uh, rest of the show with uh, Paul in the uh, second hour. And uh, there's a lot to cover, of course. Uh, you know, we have stuff coming out of the rest of the world. Some good, some not so good. Uh, let's go over some of the uh, coronavirus uh, information. Uh, some of the numbers seem to have gone down, and there's a discussion of... What are we going to do? Are we going to actually open the country? Are we not going to open the country? Are people uh, going to get back to work? There's a lot of uh, uh, things that are, you know, already running, uh, whether, you know, they are, um, you know, places to shop for groceries, food, fast food, just a couple of things. Uh, but they're not open to go indoors. You have to go to drive throughs or if you go in to, like, places to do grocery shopping, you have to stay within a certain distance. You know, I've talked about that here on the show before, and, it's, uh, you know, we're living in, in weird times, but they're talking about opening up the entire country, which would be very interesting indeed if they do that. And, um, indeed, it's going to, you know, take some time uh, to get everything and everybody back on the same page when it comes to opening up the, uh, the country. Uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff coming out of, uh, you know, other parts of the world like, uh, this week, uh, they've uh, been following up on what's going on with uh, Korea and uh, Kim Jong-un, who's uh, not doing well. But there's uh, a lot of reports that he might be passed, that he died. Um, you know, you know, we keep hearing all kind of different stories and theories and nothing concrete. He missed an event recently uh, where he you know, was expected to attend but the rumor is that he is uh, in a vegetated state at the moment which is uh, not good at all I mean that's uh, not good for uh, Korea, it's not good for the rest of the world and here's why and I'm not going to get into uh, applauding this man's actions we all know he's not a good guy 
that's no big secret. I'm not, you know, telling something that we don't already know. He's not, he's not a good dude. But careful what you wish for. Because the person coming up behind might be even worse, right? And uh, that's something that we all have to worry about. Uh, his sister, Kim Young-yo, would be, I guess, the person uh, in charge if, indeed, the rumors turn out to be true that uh, Kim Young-un is uh, no longer with us and is uh, exploding rockets on the other side. So if that's the case, then Kim Young-yo would be in charge. Now, that's a, an, an interesting political thing in itself because of the mis- you know, misogynistic way that Korea, uh, North and South Korea have uh, their views towards women, especially North Korea. And uh, she would be, I think, probably the first female leader that they have. I don't think... Uh, I think... Kim Jong-un had maybe one son, I'm not too sure on his uh, lineage and his uh, offsprings, but I think he has a, a, a son, but he might be too young to actually become the leader. And um, so I think they're, they're probably going to go with the sister, which uh, from some reports might be worse than uh, Kim Jong-un himself. So we got to be careful what we wish for, because I know a lot of uh, people are, you know, hoping that the rumors are true and that he has uh, gone to the uh, great beyond, but we really don't know. I mean, we don't know what's going on with him. Uh, we don't know what's happening exactly. Uh, all we do know is that there's a lot of mixed reactions. There's a lot of mixed uh, people right now. Uh, in the world, talking about it, there's a lot of rumors and theories, but nothing concrete. And uh, it's one of those things where, um, you know, we just we gotta like just uh, be careful uh, with uh, a lot of the uh, different things that are happening in the world. And you know, China is uh, opening uh, a lot of eyes with the way they've uh, brutally uh, taken advantage of their own people. And um, You know, it, it goes beyond uh, just uh, the typical communist uh, regime type of uh, take advantage of their own people. When I say they're, they're taking advantage of their own people, I'm talking about they've done uh, things that are just incomprehensible. I mean, we're talking about, um, you know, the situation with the fall on gong with uh, Mitchell uh, Nicholas Gruber who has been on the show, and by the way, now he has a podcast here on PSN that airs at 1 a.m. in the morning, um, it's uh, an hour after we wrap up our show, and, uh, you know, his uh, focus of conversation is the fall-on gong, as you guys know from hearing him here on this show a few weeks ago, and, uh, you know, it's a very uh, interesting thing that's uh, been happening right under our noses. We, for the most part, I don't think anybody knew. Uh, of the seriousness of what's been happening over there and the atrocities that's been happening over there. So we really have to be careful, uh, you know, you know, what kind of information we take in and uh, what kind of things we allow, uh, to be fed to us by the media. The media is not going to tell you all the information or all the truth. In fact, uh, most of what they tell you are, are just uh, made-up lies. I mean, if you look at, you know, corporate media like CNN, NBC, CBS, you know, the big boys, uh, a lot of the stuff they say is just, uh, 
nonsense and hearsay. And, you know, Jess Zucker's been caught red-handed on open mics and hot mics, and uh, his people have been caught on hot, on hot mics. So, the, you know, the Veritas Project and all these people have uh, done, uh, just, uh, they've done a fantastic job in exposing a lot of the uh, corrupt media. You know, when Trump says fake news, CNN, you're fake news. There's a reason behind that, because they really are fake news, and who knows how many of these news outlets are completely sold out uh, to the point where, you know, it's a problem. And uh, look, MSNBC, for for example, I mean, Rachel Maddow and everybody over there are completely, you know, leftist, anti-Trump. Now, MS, uh, that's uh, Microsoft and NBC, of course, uh, you know, they're one. And uh, if you're following conspiracy theories, uh, you know, they, we have the entire Bill Gates uh, vaccination conspiracy that's uh, happening also. Uh, so, I mean, that's another thing. Uh, why is Bill Gates the guy all of a sudden that's uh, talking about the vaccinations, vaccinations? I mean, who made him, you know, that guy? Shouldn't we have, like, scientists uh, that are in, you know, the research of biology and are talking about uh, the coronavirus and what sort of, uh, you know, vaccinations we should get, maybe what kind of drugs we should have? Why a computer tech like uh, Bill Gates? You know, that's how you get conspiracy theories. Because if you're going to have somebody who's going to inject a little nanoprobe or some kind of chip in you, you would go to a Bill Gates. You would go to a Microsoft or an Apple or one of these companies, and you'd have them develop that, uh, you know, especially if they're working directly with the government to begin with. So to have him be on the forefront of this kind of thing, it's kind of shady to uh, begin with. If You know, especially if the intentions are, are really noble, it still comes off as being rather shady. So, you know, with that said, I mean, you got to really, again, be careful what you wish for. Like my good friend uh, Out of Sight would say in his song, because you might just get it. <laughs> Shout out to Out of Sight. Great, great uh, song, by the way. Look it up on YouTube. If you haven't uh, listened to this show in the past, uh, before I went on my long hiatus, then you might not know who that is. But if you've been uh, following the, the show for the last decade, you would know exactly who I'm talking about. Mike Singleton out of sight. He's a, a tremendous musician, a good friend. And we did his podcast for a couple of years, Out of Sight Radio, where I co-hosted with him. And uh, he has that song, Careful What You Wish For. And uh, if you look at uh, look it up on YouTube, you'll find the exact song. And uh, while it's uh, sexual in nature, listen to the lyrics. There's a lot of truth, uh, <laughs> both to the sexual content and uh, just the uh, the overall statement. Uh, careful what you wish for, because you might just get it. And uh, hopefully we, we don't get it. But worse than we, we've gotten it already. You know, I hear a lot of people complaining and bitching and crying and moaning about, oh, i got to stay indoors. I mean, really, staying indoors for a, a few weeks or a month is... Uh, Driving people crazy. They're going bananas. They can't take it. They're sitting there, you know, twiddling their thumbs, making stupid content for social media. 
wondering when they can go outside, when can they do something other than just sit there and wait. And here we have the uh, president uh, saying, well, we want to reopen. And now, of course, the uh, left are like, no, 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 hold on, let's, uh, let's, let's hold off on that. Uh, we can reopen. Even though reports and even a hot mic exposed the numbers to be uh, kind of fakey, the numbers coming in. And, uh, you know, reports that, you know, we're on a, a steady decline, and as the summer hits, the more activity there is, the more the virus spreads, the more people uh, build immunity. That's actually what you want. I mean, science uh, has gone on record saying this is what you kind of want to do when you want to kill something like this. You know, the the thing is, if you keep every uh, person apart, their bodies don't build an immunity, so the next time we face it, it's going to be just as hard. And that's the uh, one of the unfortunate things about the way biology works. You know, your body is made to build immunity to some of these things. And if, you, you know, we keep the entire planet away from each other, you're never going to do that. So we got to be very careful on that. And uh, it, by the way, there's an Amber Alert by uh, podcaster Terrence uh, K. Williams that you really all should listen to. And, uh, you know, normally I, I don't play other um, videos or audio uh, that don't deal with something, uh, you know, super, super important. So this is one of those things that's uh, pretty important. And uh, I'm going to play that in a second uh, here. And uh, you guys are going to be really interested in this Amber Alert. It's, uh, it, you know... Right now, as it is, we're facing troubled times, folks. You know, this is uh, a, a, uh, a moment in history where everybody is uh, feeling the, you know, the, the pressures and the crunch of uh, the overall conditions that we've all been forced into. But we got to remember our friends in Hollywood. That's right. We got to remember that you know they too are going through this uh, along with us, and um, you know they're experiencing what we're experiencing in their own little way, their own special way, and uh, we we you know we're all sharing our griefs at the moment. This is very very important. Pay attention. We got to talk today. We looking for somebody, but I'm going to wait for some people to come on because it takes Facebook a while to send out those notifications. Everybody get on here and please share this video so we can find uh, Alyssa Milano, whatever her name is. Yes, she's been missing, everybody. She's been missing. I'm going to wait for some people to come on in. Everybody come on in. Come on in, everybody. Come on in. We got to talk. We got to talk. We got to talk. We have to talk. We have to talk. I need everybody to share this video so we can find her. Let me go ahead and put that in the comments here. Hold on, everybody. Share this so we can find her. Here we go. And let me pin this here. Then we can start talking, y'all. Okay, so if you don't know, I'm about to let you know, okay? I think we need to put out an Amber Alert 
for the D-list actress slash selective Me Too activist, Elisa Milano. You know, the D-list uh, actress that's always crying and complaining on Twitter and Facebook. That's always screaming Me Too anytime a Republican is being accused of, 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 of sexually assaulting a woman. But she said... She said that this is why I'm worried that she may be missing <laughs> because she said everybody must support all women who come forward. Well, she ain't came forward. She ain't stepped one foot forward, not even a finger forward. She not one toe, not three toes, not two toes. She didn't even put her big toe forward. She has not came forward about Joe Biden's accuser. She has not came out to support that lady. So I think she missing. So, um, here is a description of Alicia, of Alice, uh, Alyssa Milano, whatever her name is, Miss Milano, okay? She may be seen, she was last seen on a Democrat donkey. <laughs> so, if you see a crazy looking woman riding a Democrat donkey, uh, that may be her. Let me know if you see her because we want to ask her about uh, Joe Biden's accuser. We want to ask her how she feel about it. OK, we don't know where she could be. She could be at Planned Parenthood right now because she supports, you know, abortions. And, you know, she supports that, you know, late term abortions. That's what she supports. So she could be at Planned Parenthood somewhere. I don't know where this woman is at. I don't know. She could be laying down with Joe Biden. I don't know at all. Where is this woman at? Why is she not supporting Tara uh, 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 Reed, Joe Biden's uh, 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 accuser? Why is she not uh, supporting this woman? You know why? Because she is a selective Me Too activist. They don't care about all women. They don't care about all women who claim they were sexually assaulted. They only care about women who claim they were sexually assaulted by Republicans. Other than that, they don't care. So if you are a woman and you were sexually assaulted by a Democrat, don't expect uh, 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 Alyssa Milano to care. Don't expect the Me Too movement to care. They don't care. They don't give a damn about you unless you were sexually assaulted by a Republican because other than that they would be uh, because if I mean if I'm lying why is she not supporting uh, Tara uh, the, the, the woman who was accusing Joe Biden where is this woman at I need to find her y'all we need to find her I'm starting to get worried where is she at is Hillary Clinton paying her to shut up is Joe Biden paying her to shut up because listen that woman got the bit. Oh, yeah. And if y'all do see her, she may be wearing a pink uh, 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 pussycat hat. You know, so if y'all see a woman with a pink pussycat hat, that's Alyssa M Milano. Let us know. Dow 1-800. We looking for the Me Too activist. OK. And let us know if you see her. She could be with the old creepy guy that loves smelling hair. So if you see a man in public smelling somebody's hair, it could be Joe Biden and Miss Milano. Just let me know. But these these people don't care. I'm not taking none of these Me Too movement activists serious again. Nobody from the Me Too movement has stepped up and said anything about Joe Biden. None of them have done it. None of them. None of them. So they are a joke. They are a hoax. They are not real. Alyssa Milano is a fraud.
She is a fraud. Now, when Justin Kavanaugh, uh, 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 uh when Kavanaugh was being accused of, of, uh, um, by, uh, what's the, what is that lady's name? Christy Ford Bailey, whatever. That woman was lying through her teeth. Okay. She was lying through her teeth. And Miss Milano was going to the courthouse. She was she was there at the trial. She was there. Milano was there when she was there when Kavanaugh was at when when Kavanaugh was in court. But she ain't there for uh uh Tara, the lady who was accusing Joe Biden. Let's be real. They are all frauds. I'm never taking the Me Too movement serious again. Never ever ever. But if anybody finds her, let me know. Please let me know if you Please let us all know. Uh, we're, we're all we're all in search for Alyssa Milano. It's not just Terrence over here. I mean, he's absolutely right. Where are all these people now? One of their own just got accused, and uh, she's not somebody actually knew. She's been uh, trying to get, you know, light shit into her case since it happened in 1993. And the media has been covering up for Joe Biden on this uh, for a long time, for decades. Alyssa Milano, a good friend of Biden, is nowhere to be seen. She just uh, put out a statement early on that she still supports Joe and believes that he is innocent. Well, look at that. You have an actual victim... Coming forward for decades. This is not somebody who just popped out the scene saying, yeah, I had a memory of something that happened 30 plus years ago and, uh, you know, I've never reported it. Uh, but this guy might have, uh, touched me inappropriately at a party somewhere. Okay, that's not what's going on here. What's happening here is you have an actual victim since 1993, folks, who's been coming forward for the last past couple decades, saying, hey, uh, Joe Biden sexually assaulted me, and the media doesn't want to report on it. They're, again, covering up for uh, Uncle Joe. Why is that? Why is there a, such a double standard when it comes to reporting, uh, you know, things like this? See, that's why you cannot take movements like the Me Too movement uh, seriously, you can't take things like, uh, you know, what's been going on with a lot of these things, uh, too serious. Uh, because a lot of it is, uh, being driven by crazy people. Where's Madonna? Who is friendly with Biden and with Alyssa Milano? Where are all these, uh, you know, hypocrites who months ago were, you know, on the anti-Trump, anti-Kavanaugh, anti-anything, uh, Republican? Where, uh, you know, these false accusations are coming out about uh, Trump with uh, Stormy Daniels and all these others of the crap. And they all went in and hard on the president. Though, you know, where are they now? Why don't they want to talk about Creepy Joe? Double standard. Very biased, uh, not only the media, but the celebra celebrities themselves. And look, uh, I'm not one to discount anybody who might be having, you know, their own opinion. Everybody should uh, be entitled to their own opinion. If you like somebody, great. If you don't, fantastic. Do what you like.
Vote for whoever you like. That's why we live in the United States of America, folks. We live in a free, democratic country. Now, it's, you know, people on the left who uh, come up with stupid arguments and uh, uh, to defend the institution uh, they want to implement, which is complete socialism or slash communism. So their argument is, of course... Well, we have social, uh, you know, things in this country, socialistic uh, things like Medicare, Medicaid. These are, these are socialist-driven programs. Think about it. You could have this as a country. Well, no thank you. You know why? Because, yeah, some programs in a uh, free and open society like the USA are fine if you want to deal with uh, you know taking care of the population with Medicaid Medicare you know things that are working fine um, in in terms of it's uh, in nature socialist because it takes care of the social uh, you know folks you know in the country it takes care of them in a in a you know big brother kind of way with the government's overlooking things for those who are in need and can't fend or take care of themselves. You always need those kind of programs to reinforce the rest of the country. But at the same time, if we're able to do for ourselves, that's what being in an open and free society is all about. And there's a lot of people that make good money that don't need the government all up in their business. And that's uh, something you would not have in a socialist country. That's the big difference. Medicaid, Medicare, yeah, there there programs ran in the uh, republic, ran in a, in a democratic uh, republic where you know it's a free capitalist uh, society, and you have these socialist programs aimed at those people that cannot defend for themselves. It does not mean, folks that the entire country needs to be socialist or communist to have certain programs that are socialist in nature. They're two different things, and, uh, you know, that's one tired argument that our friends on the left like to use when they want to convince uh, those on the right or those stuck in the middle like myself. See, I see both sides of uh, the uh, the arguments. I was uh, for a long time a Democrat. I voted for Obama. Made that mistake, and then I voted for Trump because I realized what a mistake the last eight years was. And let me tell you something: when Obama ran for change, it wasn't much of a change. It was a worse, you know. Uh, worse outcome than we had with the eight years of Bush because he went and not only did he continue a lot of the stuff that Bush was already doing uh, but he made things worse by trade agreements that were just bad, giving away money for no reason to Iran a lot of other crazy things that, that they did, in fact there's a lot of memes to say very accurately that uh, his time as president wasn't a presidency, he was a crime spree because Let's face it, a lot of it was a crime spree. It wasn't much of a presidency as 
you know, we are now really experiencing with President Trump. And, uh, you know, you may hate him, you may like him, uh, you may uh, be completely one of these uh, lunatics who does nothing but uh, besmirch him online and on Skype, you know who you are. And uh, some of you are even from Miami, my neck of the woods. Doesn't matter how you feel, the funny part is a lot of these people that feel this way have never experienced true communism or true socialism. They don't understand what it's like to be in a country like Venezuela or Cuba or Russia the USSR back in the day. They've had it cozy here in America. They had it nice here in the, in the United States. Alyssa Milano has had a silver spoon in her mouth her entire life. These people are completely out of touch with reality. They're completely deranged. They don't understand the basic things that people go through in these countries. You think anybody in Ecuador, uh, you, you know, Guatemala, Mexico, Peru, any of these, you know, countries would not love to experience the freedom we have here? Let alone countries like the Middle East has plenty of countries that are, you know, in constant war. That's why they come to the United States. That's why my family is here. We came here to experience the freedom of this country. Now, I'm, my question has always been, why is it? And you really have to ask this of every single one of these individuals, like the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the Ilan Ihan and all these idiots in the fraud squad. Why is it that these people come from other countries or their families come from other countries, and then they want to turn this into that. You know, the president uh, made a statement, uh, I guess a year or two ago now, that if you don't like it here, move back to your country. Feel free to leave. Go fix it. If you don't like it here, go fix your country. You know, this country was built... To be a free society, not to have it become a socialist, you know, driven or communist driven society. We've supposedly moved to past that. But that's what the left wants. And they're not even hiding it anymore. I mean, Bernie Sanders has openly said that that's what he, you know, wanted. Re remember, he's backing Joe Biden now. Bernie Sanders is never going to be president. It's not something that he actually really wants. But what Bernie Sanders does, it's uh, kind of uh, brilliant, really. He knows he has no chance of being president. He's too communist to ever be really elected because the majority of the country would just not vote for him. Even the crazy uh, Democrats know better. So what he does, he runs, wastes you know time, but he makes a lot of money. Tons and tons of money. And then at the very end, he does like what he always does, and he sells out to the highest, uh, you know, uh, appointee in the Democratic Party, whoever's going to actually be the nominee. Uh, 
and he sells his endorsement and he makes a good, you know, under the table deal where nobody's looking. And he gives him the endorsement. I mean, they were busted, what, uh, in 2015 on rigging the Democratic uh, Party to go Hillary's way, even though Bernie was supposedly in the lead. Right? Think about that. What did he do right after? He endorsed her. Now, why would you endorse somebody who just rigged the, the the game so you lose? Why would you even consider endorsing that person? It makes no sense uh, to anybody with a logical mind. But yeah, he did. And he did it again this year. Recently, when he endorsed uh, Joe Biden, creepy Uncle Joe, sleepy Joe, sniffing Joe. Now, maybe uh, they had a secret uh, backdoor meeting and, uh, you know, Joe started smelling around and they got into some sort of conversation about uh, endorsing him and one thing led to another. A couple of dollar bills went uh, the old Bernie Sanders way and all of a sudden, now he can afford a new mansion. You see, folks, that's what this is all about with Bernie. It's all about making that money. He knows he's not going to win. This is a guy who honeymooned in the USSR. Not Russia now. I'm talking about when it actually was the USSR. Okay? This is a guy who openly admires the Castro brothers in Cuba. Fidel and Raul admires the system and has publicly said that what we need in this country perhaps is food lines. Now, mind you, we, we of course have to go and get in line when you go grocery shopping. But you have commercialized groceries well, you can go get whatever the hell you want, and you can go get in line, buy your food, and go home. No big deal. Not what Bernie is talking about, folks. In fact, if you want to see more of a representation of what Bernie wants, go to YouTube. Look up Cuba's food lines. That's what he wants. And uh, it's very unsanitized. I mean, if you're having issues with COVID-19 and staying sanitized now, wait till you see some of the videos of how the meat's handled, uh, how filthy everything is in Cuba. I'm Cuban, but that's a shithole. I would not want to live there. And it's uh, where I was born. I would love to be able to say that it's a great you know, place to live in. But it's not. And for anybody who gets offended when somebody calls a place a shithole, well, go fix it. Because the facts are the facts. You know, uh, Haiti is a shithole. Cuba's a shithole. Guess what? Middle East, full of shitholes. This kind of matches uh, the internet and a lot of shitheads on the internet. But I find that the, the biased nature of, you know, the media to be really hysterical because Trump says it, he's a racist. 
I'm Latin. I'm saying it. I'm Cuban, and I'm calling Cuba a shithole. Now, if you're a tourist, and you go to Cuba, and you have money to burn, it's a great-looking island, because there's a touristy area, and there's the real Cuba. And that's everywhere. It's not just in Cuba. It's Jamaica, Bahamas, you know, Puerto Rico, all the islands. There's the uh, tourist areas. And then there's the real areas down there where, you know, the the real citizens of the islands live. And it's not pretty, folks. It's not the wonderful beaches that you see in some of the promotional ads. I worked for a travel company for a couple of years here in Florida, and uh, I did my fair share of traveling. I've been to Jamaica about five or six times, uh, and uh, during uh, you know my travels, you know they always told you stay in the resort, stay in the resort. Of course, you know none of us did. We all went out and about and tried to see the city and see what things were about. And uh, let me tell you, when you are when you're at the resort. It's gorgeous. The activities, uh, the all-inclusive uh, nature of things is just amazing. But when you actually go outside and uh, do a little sightseeing, you really get to see what everything's all about. And you get to see the people and you see how you know terrible things are. And uh, you really experience the reality of what's happening in some of these places. And guess what? Their governments are mostly uh, socialist. A lot of them are, uh, you know, backed by militias and by, uh, you know, criminals and not real stable, you know, countries or or governments. Uh, you know, and there's not much we can do because we can't go in and, and you know, tackle every single little island that, is ran by socialists or communists, the people have to do that in their own countries. But if you're a a person in Haiti, for example, who's had it really bad, and you come to America, and you make something out of yourself, why would you want to all of a sudden now turn this country into what your country was when it was bad? You know, I, I never understood that. That's something that really has always just gone, uh, got me kind of bonkers as I try to uh, make sense of it. You know, when I hear Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and in, uh, in her unwise mind talking about, oh, we, we need to stop working. You know, don't go back to work and they open the economy. Are you crazy? How can you tell people not to go to work? What planet does this uh, person live on? If nobody's working, AOC, how are you going to get things built? Roads, infrastructure. That nice little desk and lamp you put together in a video. Who's going to actually build the box to put that in if nobody's working? So, in other words, you don't want to work either. I mean, it's not like you do anyway, 
But uh, now you want to get paid for what? Just sitting at home making uh, Instagram videos? Is that what she wants? Now as, uh, you know, that media does uh, get bigger and bigger, people are, you know, making money sitting at home making videos, uh, some uh, adult nature, and uh, some just social media uh, related, YouTube related. There's a, a growing economy there, which is great. But you know how many views you have to get on YouTube just to monetize and make money? It's not so great. It's not easy. I mean, we face it here with the podcast. I've been doing this for a decade. Made very little money. And, uh, you know, we have a Patreon page with one uh, one Patreon. You know, now, mind you, it's only been up for a little bit, and I really hadn't uh, played, you know, much around with it, uh, just because I haven't had much time as building the network and doing the shows takes that away. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where that is a growing economy. The Internet is a growing uh, global economy. Amazon proved that. Netflix has proved that. Streaming technology is proving that. And, of course, now we have the uh, rolling out of the 5G network, and everybody's kind of, like, going crazy over that because it's another uh, thing to be in conspiracy now. You know, and it so happens that it's rolling out when we're going through this uh, COVID-19 outbreak. So everybody's uh, linking the two together, saying, oh, well, what's going on here is, you know, they want to vaccinate and chip everybody. So the 5G, when it rolls out, they can activate more viruses, and it'll be like, the you know, the coronavirus was nothing compared to what they could do to you. And then there's people saying, oh, Corona is just, uh, you know, kind of a smoke screen for the 5G and the vaccination. That's where the real ticket is at. See, I don't know whether the truth is behind any of these theories, if there's any. But, uh, you know, uh, we're living in really crazy yet interesting times. And if we if we all keep our heads together and stay alive long enough, perhaps you kind of see the outcome of some of these things. So I'm very careful. I mean, I'm kind of a germaphobe as it is. I don't like shaking hands. When I, whenever I do go out and I have to uh, touch a, a surface for, you know, whatever, whatever reason, normally I would have, like, you know, a Purell or some hand sanitizer with me in the car, but that's gone. Can't find that anywhere. So I, I do wash up as much as possible. And so far, even though I uh, have other health conditions uh, that I'm dealing with, I've been uh, able to stay corona-free, and I look forward to, to doing that and writing this thing out, whether it's legit or not. You know, I have a lot of friends who say, well, you know, Jackal, we have to be careful because this is a real pandemic. I understand that. And believe me, I take my precautions uh, very serious. But at the same time, I'm, you know, eager to see the economy get back going. I'm eager to see the country back in gear and the the rest of the world get back to normal. Because if not, maybe, perhaps, uh, FEMA is coming. And you never know. Maybe some of the uh, theories about the global takeover might actually be happening.
So it's one or the other, uh, and uh, again, these are interesting times, folks. And with that comes interesting uh, guests and interesting uh, breaks. And we're going to take a break in a couple of uh, minutes with an announcement. Uh, I will say that joining me after the hour, like I said earlier, is none other than our good friend Paul Dale Roberts, who will be with us for a full hour. And... We're going to talk about something completely dif- uh, different. Uh, maybe he you know, has a couple things to say about the uh, COVID outbreak or what I've been talking about. I don't know if he, if he has been listening or not. But he's a, a very uh, you know good friend to the show. He's been coming on here for a long time, for over a decade now. He's been on, uh, on you know on and off as a guest, and uh, even on Sky Watchers we had him on you know, a bunch of times and. It's always fun to escape uh, the political stuff and uh, get to like more paranormal and uh, other things that are happening in, in the world, within the world. Now, quick shout-outs to uh, a couple uh, of folks uh, before we go on break. And uh, one of them, of course, is uh, our good friend, Mr. Jaffe Ryder, who uh, always, uh, you know, never, I should say never, not always, but never ceases to amaze me with uh, his uh, dedication and work over on uh, the Pirate Network. And uh, shout-outs to him and uh, Ahoy, matey. Never thought I'd say that live on air, but there it is. And uh, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Uh, they're, they're an in- interesting bunch, I will say that. Uh, also, I got new affiliates that I, I want to give a shout out to. Uh, new to PSN. And, uh, the, uh, Global Enlightenment Radio Network, or GERN, G-E-R-N, are going to be, uh, uh, you know, partnering up, uh, cross-promoting and stuff. And I wanted to uh, welcome them on board and give them a shout out. Including also, uh, of course, as, uh, new to, uh, the PSN affiliate family, RBN. The Republic Broadcasting Network, shout-outs to them, and I know a lot of the uh, folks over there, like V, the hardcore man himself, is uh, staying COVID-free, and we want to give him a shout-out also. Interesting uh, new company that we're keeping here on PSN Radio and Inside the Jackal's Head. By the way, you know, I get this every week. I get the question... Well, uh, Jackal, uh, when, uh, can we catch the, uh, show's podcast because I missed it live? And, of course, I say, shame on you. First, for missing it live, because this is the best way to hear it live and uncut. But, if you do want to, you know, download the podcast, uh, it's very easy. You just go to angelespino.com. That's my name, Angel, angelespino.com. And uh, the podcast is uh, posted for free. It's also uh, on YouTube. Uh, you can look it up right through the website. Find the uh, link for YouTube on there. Um, very easy. Again, angelespino.com. New tab on the right side. Just posted it a couple of days ago, and I lifted it all the way to the top because it used to be all the way in the bottom. And they told me, yeah, put it uh, a little bit higher so people could see it. And it's uh, my Patreon page. Uh, uh, guys, please go there and support the show, support the network. 
you know, every, uh, little helps, uh, that you can do, every little tiny helps that you send our way, and, uh, uh, does help. And it does, uh, you know, help, uh, keep the network alive, uh, through, uh, these tough times. Uh, and it's very easy to get there. You go to patreon.com forward slash angel espino. Actually, forward slash real angel espino. Sorry. And, uh, there's also forward slash PSN radio. Uh, look up, uh, both and, uh, you know, again, every little help. So, so check that out. Guys, we'll be back, uh, after break with Paul Deal Roberts, who's going to join us, and we're going to get to some talk about the paranormal, the spooky stuff, the stuff that goes bump in the night, and it's not your medication keeping you awake. No, folks, we're going to get down to some very creepy stuff, so stick around as we come back with Paul Dale Roberts. All right, everybody, we're back live on PSN-Radio.com, and uh, that's correct. You can listen uh, to us very simply if you're not now, but you're somewhere like on TuneIn, which uh, we love you if you are. But if you're, you know, listening there, please come on over to the main website, PSN-Radio.com, and uh, make that your, your listening source every single Sunday night here at 10 p.m. Eastern. With me now is the world-renowned one and only our good friend and uh, long-time contributor to the show and to the network, Mr. Paul Dale Roberts. Uh, sir, thank you for being both on audio and video for the first time ever here on the show on video. And, of course, many times on audio. We love having you on the network and on the show. You're one of my favorites, and it's been a decade now since I've known you and had the pleasure of uh, speaking to you on the show. And happy to see that you're staying COVID-free and looking healthy. Oh, thank you, Angel. You're looking healthy too, and it's so nice seeing you, I, I, man. Like I, I was telling you before, I feel like I'm right in your bedroom back there. It's amazing what we can do with technology, right? Yeah. Today. <laughs> yeah. I feel like just saying, "Can I sit on the corner of your bed there?" <laughs> <laughs> it's right behind me, and I got my my flag right on top. You can see it, right? It's oh, a. Yeah. This is, uh, this is, this is great. I mean, I don't have my, uh, my old studio because of the fact that we're all, you know, stuck indoors at home. So we're all kind of making do with what we have. And, uh, you know, just like yourself, I have to do the same. And, uh, I'm just kicking it in the apartment right now, uh, you know, away from, uh, my normal, uh, place where we do the, uh, this kind of stuff. But hey, I'm staying COVID free and, uh, I'm glad that you're doing the same. How's everybody doing it within the family? Cause I know you have a large, uh, community behind you and a lot of great folks like your wife and other folks uh, that are, you know, I hope are all doing well. We're all trying to stay safe. You know, uh, um, we're actually still doing, uh, investigations, but we're doing that. The, the social distancing and the whole works and washing our hands, and y- you name it, you know, so. How, how does that work uh, when you're doing a, uh, an investigation and you have to all kind of like, uh, you know, be apart from each other, but you also have to communicate because that's part of, you know, doing paranormal stuff is communication aspect and to be able to. Uh, get, you know, people to confirm audio, for example, that you're recording and uh, some of these things. Uh, you know, what have you guys done uh, recently that you could report on, on with us? Well, like when we do, oh, well, and when we do our meetings, we do them outside. So we can 
actually communicate and still keep our distance. So we're, we're Are you all covering the mouths with the mask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, well, especially at my work, my real job, mm. I got to wear the mask and the gloves and everything else. So yeah, it's amazing. Michael Jackson used to have that all the time. The mask. Remember uh, back in oh five or four? You know, it's it feels like ages ago. Uh, but he was always, you know, pictured with masks. Everybody's like, what a freak. Now everybody's got him in the United oh, States. Yeah. <laughs> We've yeah. all become the freaks. <laughs> Are you wearing a mask too sometimes? Oh, and, you know, I, I'm a germaphobe to begin with, so I always kind of like found that to be like a, a hip thing to do, to you know, cover your, your mouth and cough into the side, you know, the elbows. Uh, I wash up, you know, the hands. Oh, okay. And so when I go out now, it's like it's mandatory for the most part. You know, they're not going to arrest you if you don't have it. But well, most places do have signs that say here in Miami, they say, uh, you know, no mask, no entrance. You know, a few places that are open. Uh, so I've kind of, you know, used to wearing it. So it's not a big deal for me. And I wear it, you know, all the time when I go out. Uh, what, one thing I do is I have mine in my car. Uh, so it gets that heat. Mm-hmm. The day when, I, when I'm not outside, so if I do have to go outside, that heat normally, you know, kills the virus. We know that. Right, right, it right. kills most of these viruses. So you leave it in the sun, and it gets that heat from the car. And I have black leather interior on my car, which is very nice, by the way. Yeah. I have a very nice vehicle. Yeah. And uh, and I luckily have, uh, you know, a very nice interior. And uh, that sun really, I think, kills, you know, anything that might be there. So it's kind of like having a new mask whenever I go out, and it works perfectly for me. And now I feel like I'm part of the trend. <laughs> oh, Angel, and also, too, what's good about this whole show right now is that we're so social distancing. I'm in Sacramento, California. You're in Miami. There you go. Couldn't yeah. be further apart, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you sneeze, I ain't going to get it. <laughs> no. In fact, a chew. <laughs> you see, that that's how it works, folks. Social oh, yeah. distancing. I love, the, I love the way technology has, you know, kind of brought the world together, even from far, you know, away places. But let's jump into what you guys have been working on because, you you know, God bless you. And I don't know if those sneeze or a cough, but whatever. <laughs> bless you anyway. Now, what, what, what have you done for us lately in the paranormal? Tell us. Well, one thing is, I kind of want to just talk a little bit about Skinwalker Ranch. If you've okay. been watching History Channel's Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch, I also, too, did my own investigation at Skinwalker Ranch. And when I went there, that place is just so crazy and so unusual. And... It, I'm, it just really blows me away that they're finally, they got the History Channel over there. Oh, my neighbors over there are talking. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Yeah. But uh, it's just so fascinating that they finally are being transparent. So anything they find at Skinwalker Ranch, we're going to be able to watch it. And when I was there, I saw actual ball lightning. It was a huge thunderstorm. And uh, and there was one more thing that was kind of unusual. We heard this loud, loud screech. And I had my recorder on, but the rain was pounding so hard, the only thing you could hear was the, the rain. You couldn't hear the, the screech. 
but they could have been anything. Could have been an L or whatever. But that place is just so bizarre, and I really want to find out what's going on over there. You know, every person that I've spoken to in the paranormal who's been to a Skinwalker Ranch always has an experience. Oh yeah. I mean, every single person, uh, that even the ones that's kind of like skeptical, mm-hmm. and are completely like, try to be. De- you know, the, the average debunker, as uh, my good friend Stan Friedman, rest in peace, would say, those nasty debunkers. Uh, even some of those folks that I've known over the years, and remember, I've been doing this for over a decade now, uh, whenever they uh, go there just to do their own investigation, they come out saying, no, there's uh, something really happening here. And uh, thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, that's not easy. Uh, no, but it uh, doesn't shock me because ball lightning is one thing uh, that a lot of people see in, in that area. Do you think it's something within the area? Uh, it maybe not paranormal. It might be happening with you know the the area itself, or do you really think it's paranormal in nature? Well, we were actually physically at Skinwalker Ranch, but we were in the Utah Basin Valley, which okay. Skinwalker Ranch is at. Right. And that whole place, you don't have to be at Skinwalker Ranch. The whole valley right. is mystical. Yeah. And and I think the ball lightning, yeah, sure, is something natural, but there's unusual circumstances happening at Skinwalker Ranch which causes something like ball lightning to actually happen. And it looked like it was something that just dropped from the sky. It rolled and, and just dissipated. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that in my whole life. But, and, I mean, we're talking about how many cases now you've done over the years. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm like, way past 1,500. I, <laughs> I could be, like, 2,000 or whatever. And last night, Angel, was crazy. Okay, we did uh, an investigation in Orangevale. Okay. And... The things that were happening at this house, and one of the reasons that happened, the uh, the mother, her son, killed his sister's boyfriend at the doorstep. Oh. Yeah. There was a murder at that house. And I did a little researching. I, I saw it on CBS News. It actually happened. He the uh, the sister, well, his sister's boyfriend was actually abusing her. They got into a heated argument at the doorstep. He pulled wow. out a shotgun and killed him. Now, I've got a question for you before you go on with that story. Uh, and this is a legit question. When uh, you were walking, uh, you know, towards the doorstep or, you know, when you got near it, did you feel a cold spot or anything around that area? Because that's normally... Something people report on when there's ghost activity, especially in something that's like a, a resounding haunting, and uh, you know something that's reoccurring. Uh, normally, when they get to the area where the actual, you know, main trauma happened, there's usually that continuous cold spot. Did you feel that, or you guys feel that? Um, love the investigators did. My mm-hmm. wife, being a psychic medium, she felt some dark energy there, and. Because the murder happened at that location, they've been tormented by all kinds of demonic forces and ghosts and you name it. And right at that doorstep, 
we got an EVP that was Class A, and it says, at the doorstep. At the doorstep. Well, I didn't even know that the murder happened at the doorstep when I got the EVP. And I was excited. I said, this is a Class A EVP. And we played it back. It says, at the doorstep. And then the mother looked at me, and she goes, Paul, that's where the murder happened at. So that wow. was, yeah. Oh, check this out. So we're in a patio. We're all talking. And this child's uh, little uh, toy car, it moves on its own. It moved a good five feet on its own, and we all witnessed it. We didn't get it on camera, unfortunately, but we all witnessed it, and we're going, what the heck? So, and then we also, too, did an investigation in the attic, and in the attic, we found a box that has some dirt in it, it has some rope around it, and it looked like it had bone fragments. Mm. So I blessed, I blessed this box, and I buried it, and I don't know what the bones could have been. Um, uh, I, th- I think it's some kind of animal bones from what, from what I could see. Are you going to have a test today? Are you looking uh, towards maybe doing that? See if it's animal or human? Mm. Um, she just wanted to get rid of it on the spot. Okay. So, so I blessed it. One of my investigators dug this big hole in the backyard, and they buried it. She didn't want gotcha. to have anything more to deal with it. But looking at it, it definitely, it didn't look human. It, it okay. Like, yeah, it looked like maybe a cat or something. So, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Well, being somebody when I was younger, I buried a dog that passed away in my backyard. I, I could see where that's possible. You know, normally families would do that because, uh, you know, not everybody wants to uh, go in and pay for a pet cemetery. Yeah, uh, but yeah. why would you put it in the attic? Which th- that was kind of weird. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, that's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about skeletons in the attic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or skeletons yeah. in the closet, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> Literally, this person oh, acted called it. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And then now, the toy, the toy car. Uh, you know that's creepy in itself. I saw a video of uh, a haunted doll on YouTube recently, which really kind of creeped me out. When you see things like that, uh, you know it wasn't just yourself. There was others around that saw it. You know, most of the time, I know that you have you know, a place pretty well covered. How much, I think, percentage-wise, do you think um, do you guys miss because you don't have the camera probably set up in the right area? Because I'm sure that happens a lot when it comes to these uh, you know paranormal events you guys go to. Oh, yeah. Uh, Angel, to be honest, I think we probably... Uh, we probably do a miss of maybe... 30% of the house, you know, because we just can't cover everything. Right. I mean, yeah. And I'm just like the uh, the little toy car moving on its own. Yeah, we caught it with our eyes, but we didn't catch it with the camera. And, and, and nobody was fast enough with their camera to capture it, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, but that, uh, the reason I ask is for our, you know, our listeners would would ask that question. Well, why were they ready for it? You know, stuff when you're doing live uh, recordings just happen, and right, you know, you can't cover every inch of a, of a house. Well, uh, you know, even, it's crazy. <laughs> even like Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures, right? And yeah, there's a lot of things that they miss. They don't cover. I mean, yeah. even when they have all the fine equipment, they got cameras set up everywhere, and they still miss stuff. 
You know, yeah, so yeah. yeah, and I've worked with them. In fact, we've been working with them a lot lately. Um, we were the location uh, scouts, me and Deanna, my wife. We were the location scouts for Horror and Biggs that episode, and we received a special thanks for Nightmare in Antelope. Mm-hmm. And we also too, we were featured while well, we were interviewed on TV with Ghost Adventures on Crisis in Oakdale. So we've done, well, Deanna's actually did five things with Ghost Adventures, and I've done three things with Ghost Adventures now. Wow. And that's uh, in, in the last few years alone. Yeah, Imagine. yeah. And you, you've been at this for quite a, quite a long time. And now they're not filming at all. And we've got yeah. all kinds of good cases. Like, um, basically what I've become now is the go-to person for ghost adventures for Northern California. So anytime I have a hot case, I tell them. And Horror and Biggs, I don't know if you watched that episode, but that one was really weird because they, supposedly, a demon chased the neighbor down the road, and she fell into a ditch, went into a seizure, and died in the ditch. Wow. Yeah. And so when I I wrote my article, as you know, every investigation I do, if I did 1,500 investigations, I have 1,500 articles out there. Mm -hmm. So I'm always constantly writing. I put out books and everything else. But when I wrote the article, I mentioned the demon chasing uh, this woman, one of their neighbors down the street. And then they actually interviewed some of the people who knew the neighbor and they said they saw some kind of shadowy type being chasing her and she fell in a ditch and died. Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, do you think uh, a lot of reports of the, for example, orbs are ghostly activity or do you think that's uh, UFO alien related? Because I think uh, there might be more ghostly activity and that's why some of these areas are so like impacted with orbs and and lights. What do you think? Well, Angel, what I try to do is I try to show, okay, let's say I'm filming and I keep on seeing this one orb. So what I try to do is prove that it has intelligent movement. So I'll place my hand up against the wall. I'll tell someone, hey, take a picture of my hand. If you're listening to me, appear by my hand. And the orb sometimes will appear by my hand, showing some kind of intelligent movement, which I can deem as paranormal. And, okay, here was a good example of an orb being paranormal. We were at an investigation, and this guy the ghost was named Emily, and okay. the and the guy was saying, "Hey, I feel really drained." Well, Emily was known to drain the energy of the occupants, and I said, "Wow, maybe Emily is draining your energy." So you had to sit down, and I said, "Okay, Emily, if you're listening to me, kiss him on the lips." <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So three of us are taking pictures. And voila, there's an orb on his lips. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then we go, Emily, if you're listening to me, sit on his lap. We take a picture. The orb is now hovering over his lap. So something like that, 
angel, I can deem as paranormal. Because, right. Yeah, because orbs can be almost anything. Bugs, dust, all kinds of stuff. Well, uh, the fact that it's listening to the name and is reacting to you know, the the request. Right. That that tells you this intelligence paying attention to what's going on, whether you know it's otherworldly or ghostly. Right. Now, the reason I brought that question up is because the person, for example, they got, uh, you know, that died in the ditch. How long would it take normally if there's an orb, you know, related to these things? Would it take for that person to maybe uh, start haunting that area uh, and for you to go back and maybe do an update and see if there's any orb activity there? Um. Ghost Adventures actually, okay, after our investigation, they investigated the whole town. The whole okay. town of Biggs, California, and it's not very big. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> it's one of the big. reverse names, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they got all kinds of activity throughout the whole town. The whole town wow. was haunted. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, I mean, if we did a follow-up, the only thing we're going to find, there's activity all over the place. I, I mean... And, like, the occupants that they investigated, the guy kept on saying he had an attachment. So what they did is they brought in <clears throat> this priest and his assistant, and they did an exorcism. And the other episode, Nightmare and Antelope, same thing. They brought in the same priest, his assistant, and they did it, uh, uh, an exorcism. Oh, and also, too, Angel, I don't know if I told you before, but when people have attachments, I do full submersion baptisms on them. Okay. And, yeah, because it's a basic form of exorcism, and when you do a full submersion baptism, the attachment will immediately leave. And I've been very successful with that. When I first started out, I said, well, I don't know if this is going to work or not. But uh, as I've been doing it, I would say I'm about 80% successful in doing it. And you, and when we talk about doing an exorcism, you know, the name of Jesus comes up. Uh, and, of course, you know, that's part of the ritual, you know, to get whatever demonic or evil spirit might be in the area, which, I, I, you know, doing the UFO stuff, I find it uh, ironic, uh, Paul, that, you know, when some people are having, you know, the abduction phenomenon happen to them, they evoke the name of Jesus, and the being, some of them, you know, leave immediately. And that's been reported by a lot of uh, abductees who are being taken by, like, for example, the greys, you know, the quote-unquote greys, um, do you think there might be any correlation to that uh, at all? I mean, it, it, it almost seems like it, an exorcism works on both, you know, on both ends. You know, Angel, I think the whole paranormal realm, it all coexists. It's all together. Ghosts are somehow connected to yeah. aliens. Aliens are connected to cryptids. You know, you name it. The whole thing connects. One way or, or another. I mean, even like when people see Bigfoot, Bigfoot, and then a uh, few few minutes later, they're they're seeing a UFO. There's a connection with Bigfoot to UFOs, everything, and even like some abductees who've been taken on UFO craft, the aliens tell them that you're nothing but a vessel. They know about the soul, and the right. soul is the ghost. So if you see it after a person's dead, 
that soul is a ghost. So, yeah, the whole thing's connected. I, I completely agree with that. In fact, I was having a conversation uh, not too long ago about the, you know, what the soul represents. And I, I kind of came to, uh, uh, you know, I guess an epiphany, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, realization of maybe or a theory. <clears throat> uh, and my theory is that the ghost realm or what we would consider, you know, our ghostly selves are our real selves. And what we see here in this world is kind of like a simulation of a video game. Right, right. Where, yeah, like a matrix, you know, or like the Sims. You, you know, the mm-hmm. Sims, the uh, the game where you're playing a, a real life on mm-hmm. video on a video game. Oh, yeah. That's kind of we're like living in a real world Sims, and uh, that's why you you know people see ghostly uh, activity as the body dies. A lot of people report that they see uh, you know a mist come out of the body, mm-hmm. or you know you have reports of body weight dropping at the moment of death. And it's funny that you mention that because the Russians and Russian scientists, mm-hmm. they took people who were terminally ill and on the instance of death, Perlian photography was able to show some type of mist manifesting mm-hmm. from the forehead and yep. going out. And that's mm-hmm. the soul right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it doesn't shock me that that turns out to be the case because, you know, what are we built on? Mostly mm-hmm. water and energy. Right, right, right. And we know one thing uh, about energy. It doesn't just disappear. It goes somewhere. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Energy's what, forever. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, I mean, that makes uh, complete sense. You know, the question, of course, uh, it, it always is Robert uh, Paul. Sorry, uh, Robert's my brother. Oh, the, oh uh, yeah, the, you, the you're my brother from the other mother. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, Paul, you know that that's a great question that you know that always comes to mind is uh, if you know this is the case, uh, you know how long does it take for a soul to uh, go to the other side? Because you know a lot of reports are of ghost activity of uh, things that might be trapped here on Earth still. <laughs> and uh, might not have crossed over. Uh, do you find that uh, the crossing over is not automatic uh, no. you know, in your investigation? From what I've seen, Angel, what I think is you have the choice to go into the light. And what happens is, okay, so let's say I die. And right. my soul leaves the body. And there's like this little doorway or light or whatever. And it's up to me if I want to go into the light. If not, mm-hmm. what I what I believe and what I've seen and what I've studied and everything else, that they have what I call ghost police, okay? Or maybe they're angels, I don't know. It says, okay, if you're not ready to go into the light, Here's an energy grid around this house. You're stuck in the house. So this ghost, because a lot of people wonder, they go, well, why is that one ghost stuck in this house? It's not going nowhere. The only way that ghost can go from point A to point B is if you take something that belongs to that ghost and I bring it back to my house. Now it can go from their house to my house because I took an object that they were attached to, the energy forces around that object. So I think from what 
I gather and some of the EVPs I've captured, it seems like they're stuck in the energy grid and they can't leave unless you take something that belongs to them and take it back to your house or whatever. And some ghosts that have been seen all over the world, like uh, uh, Hitler, when he died, they said that they saw his ghost all over the place. Well, it's because things that belong to him were scattered throughout the world. So Hitler could travel as a ghost to different places because those objects are all over the place. So his attachment was uh, to the objects, in other words. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Gotcha. And there's some... um, uh, Well, there's also reports, remember, that uh, he didn't really die and he moved to South America. And there were, you know, of course, a lot of... uh, uh, people that were stand-ins for Hitler and uh, that were completely lookalikes uh, during the Nazi war uh, that, you know, escaped uh, and moved really far away, but looked, uh, you know, just like him. Just like every leader has uh, stand-ins for certain things where they don't want to be present. Uh, you know, Alec Baldwin could be a great stand-in for President Trump. You know, you you can never tell them apart these days, right? right. Uh, especially on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, back then, you know, they had it also. Uh, Obama had his uh, lookalikes, uh, George Bush, Reagan, you know, all presidents, uh, world leaders normally have a lookalike for certain things. Uh, and Hitler was notorious for a lot of things, but he had a lot of, uh, you know, people that, you know, did certain rallies, certain events, uh, where it wasn't even him. So, there's that to keep in mind also. I do think that we killed the bastard and, uh, you know, there, you know, that whole thing, uh, went, you know, as legit as possible because he was just too evil to be kept alive. Uh, so the fact that there may be ghostly activity surrounding his objects is, very, very plausible and possible. And I do think that there's definitely an attachment to it. I've seen that happen for myself, where there's uh, attachments to certain objects, so I do believe that. Right, right. And and uh, there was this one case where this lady, she went and bought a grandfather's clock from an antique store. Her house was never haunted. She brings the grandfather clock into her home, and all of a sudden, all kinds of chaos starts happening. Cabinets start opening. She hears footsteps. She's being touched. She's having all kinds of paranormal activity because of that grandfather's clock has that energy. So as soon as she got rid of the grandfather's clock, brought it back to the antique shop, got her money back, the paranormal activity stopped. So that's where I'm saying if you take something that belongs to the ghost, some that has their energy on it, that ghost can can now follow you back home. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, cra- it's crazy how that works. Uh, it's crazy how reality works, isn't it? Right, <laughs> right, works. right. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, it, it's funny because when you think about it, you know, you ask, well, why is that? Well, I mean, we know very little about the spectrum of reality and what is behind the veil of what makes everything work. Uh, that's one of the things which I don't think science will ever be able be really able to answer. Uh, now, of course, with investigators like yourself and people that do these paranormal research, how close do you think you are to uncovering some of these mysteries so we could, you know, finally have some answers? Well, okay, here's a mystery, okay, and I think it's sort of solved. Um, 
as I do quick and dirty EVPs, I say something into the digital recorder. I'll say, is there anyone here? I pause, give it time to talk, and responds. So one of the mysteries that I feel like I solved is one time I was saying in this one house, why don't you go into the light? I pause, gave it time to talk, and it says, I will be judged. And I go, holy cow. So he didn't go into the light because he felt like he was going to be judged. Mm. Judge and go to heaven or go to hell. Right. So, so, and so a lot of times, you know, like we go to haunted places, is either like one situation, it was a grandmother who died in the house. When she died, I believe that she saw her grandbaby being born. She didn't want to go into the light because she had unfinished business and she wanted to watch over the baby and be an angel to that baby. Mm. Yeah. Is, is that something else that you, that you see a lot in your research where uh, folks have that happen to them? They, they attach to a newborn or to a member of the family to be a guiding angel or a guiding light or force behind their lives? Right, right, right. So, and, and I call those, those Casper hauntings because uh, I, I go, hey, what's going on? You got to, you know, it, it's not a demon. It's not aliens. You know, it's not a doppelganger. I said, well, so what's going on? My, well, my grandmother died and I feel she's in the house. I just want you to confirm that she's here. I go, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll do that. And so they're not afraid of this ghost because it's grandma. And sure enough, we'll get an EVP and they'll go, oh, my God, that's my grandma's voice. So grandma's still around. She can't leave the house because there's this energy grid around the house and not till she goes into the light. So, yeah. You know, I lost my mother in 2016, Paul, and uh, it's... uh you know, one of those things that's always, you know, since it happened, it's been a very uh, weird subject to bring up on the show, and I usually stay away from talking about it, but I've had it in, in several experiences after her passing uh, where I haven't really gone on record too much talking about it, and a lot has to do with smells uh, that she usually had on her um, that every once in a while just, you know, it, it comes back and I, I smell it in the air. Uh, and the one that really creeps me out the most is the smell that we had at the funeral when she, when we were all at her funeral. Uh, there is a, a smell around the casket or on the body, uh, which, you know, you would have, uh, when a person passes away, there's usually a, a, a smell to them. And, uh, it's weird, but I've had that reoccur every once in a while when I feel that I'm being watched. Um, it happened in my old house. It's happened here recently a couple times in the apartment, uh, where it's almost like I feel it first and then the smell comes in. Wow. And it could be a perfume that she used to wear or the smell at the funeral home, which I, I smell very really often. And, uh, I never got that here before because this is my father's apartment and you never had those, you know, those kind of smells. He's been here well over a decade now. And uh, after the passing now, that's become a, a thing where it happens every so often. So, uh, you know, I even think my mother stuck around kind of to keep an eye on things. 
Uh, and the reason I also say that is because right after her passing, we had a hurricane named after her, ironically enough, Irma. Mm. And uh, while everybody was uh, scared, you know, for their lives, I, I just hit me. I was like, you're going to be okay. There's, I mean, no way that a hurricane named as your mother's name wow, right, right, right. is going to hurt you. Uh, during you know, the same year and a couple of months after she passes, you know, that's not going to happen. So I, well, I had this complete ease of mind and I had friends who lived, you know, maybe a few blocks or a mile down the road from where I was. And they were all worried about, oh, you know, it's going to destroy the area. You got to be careful. And I told them, don't worry about it. I have this, uh, you know, feeling and the, almost a, a voice that told me that nothing's going to happen. Relax. You know, you're not going to hurt. You're not going to get hurt. And in fact, I had friends, uh, Paul, which uh, went out of their way to leave the area and later called me saying, bro, we were stuck in our in our roof for hours before we can get down because, you know, the, with the water level and the, the storm just completely uh, shut down and we couldn't even get out of the apartment. And they were stuck and I was at home like nothing happened. I'd lost power for about a couple hours and that's it. Nothing major happened. It was like my area was completely taken care of. And outside, like a certain, you know, grid of the area, they were having issues. But my house, my, my neighborhood, nothing. It was wow. Like, yeah. That's an amazing story. Yeah. No, this has uh, been a couple of things like that. Uh, two weeks uh, after she passed, uh, there was an electrical fire in my old studio room in the house. And I, I don't think I shared this with you before. No. Uh, I had left uh, for work that, that morning. When I got back, I opened the door, and I it, you know, immediately smelled smoke in the house. And I'm thinking, oh, we have a fire. And it was misty in the house. It was very cloudy. I ran towards where the source of the smoke was coming out of. It was my computer room where it was my studio. And I'm looking around thinking, oh, my God, the, the place is going to be on, on fire. What am I going to do? I don't have a... Uh, you know, anything to combat the fire with. I don't have an extinguisher or anything in the house. You know, not very uh, smart. Mm-hmm. Should have one. Uh, but uh, I went in uh, totally uh, blind and opened the door, expecting the worst. Because, uh, you mm-hmm. know, when you smell that kind of heavy smoke, you know, you, you always expect the worst. And I'll show you photos uh, later on, and you'll freak out about this. Uh, one of the power outlets completely blew up melted there's an area around the outlet where it's completely darkened by the actual shard of the melted uh you know plastic and metal and all everything that exploded the actual tv which is plugged in and a couple other things were plugged into the outlet were not melted amazingly enough it's like it popped and like did nothing happen to them but the the initial outlet melted and there's ashes all over it. So there was a fire that caught, okay? And where it, it happened, there was a big screen TV, all kinds of wires. Uh, it was right next to my main uh, computer desk. And so if, if it would have caught fire, it would have got my computer, my TVs. Not only that, Paul, there's posters on the wall. There's a whole section right behind the, the where this exploded, where I had uh, a line of action figures and posters. Oh, wow. literally, literally five inches away from the fire exploded. And now you're going to tell me that that is uh, not a crazy coincidence that the entire house didn't burn down? 
Exactly. That's weird. I mean, that's just like a tornado sweeping the place, and it leaves the church alone. But yeah. all the all the other areas are all devastated and, and just gone. That's crazy. Hey, I had a fire rescue come out just you know, in case so they could check you know the the house and make sure everything is you know safe and you know it's nothing electrical or something crazy you know. And uh, everybody who saw the 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 thing on the floor because I left it there for a couple of days just to make sure that it was, it was okay. And uh, the pictures I took and everybody who I showed it to has all you know everybody's told me the same thing. Uh, your house should have burned down. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. The, we've seen a lot less start and burn an entire house than, in fact, one fireman uh, told me that he saw something like that burn an entire neighborhood down. Because yeah. it, it blew up and it, not only did the house go down, there were attached houses and one burned the next one and then the car, and it burned the next one, the next one. So an entire block was burned down that he saw and they were fighting that fire for, for hours trying to get it, you know, and control it. And he said, I saw that and we blamed it on something electrical like what we see in your room and nothing. Your room is spotless on the other side of the little circled area. It's an amazing picture. It was, uh, to me, confirmation that something else is protecting uh, not only the house, but oh, myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? An yeah. angel, an angel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I really believe that we do all have angels because, like, there's been times where I've been in some dire circumstances, and I called, I said, whoever loves me up there, Whatever angel is watching over me, please help me. And it seems like I'm being helped. It's like something is actually helping me. And it blows me away. I mean, like I said, I've been in some dire situations, you know, so. Now, when are you going to come down to uh, my neck of the woods here in Miami? Because there's a, a very haunted area that I would love to take you to. And I know right now we're all stuck indoors uh, oh, you know, yeah. with, uh, with with this thing. But, uh, you know, I, I would love to have you come down here because there's uh, one place in particular uh, where I lived in. And they were talking about the 80s when we come right here from California uh, where it's without question. There's a haunting going on in this home. And I would love for you to take your paranormal group out there and take a, a good look at this place. Yeah. Angel, you know, it's so funny because my wife used to live in Miami. I know. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Why are you yeah, going to come yeah. down here? Yeah. And here's the funny thing. Okay. I know you love Miami. She didn't like it. She didn't, like, <laughs> she didn't like Miami. Okay, but anyway, that's another story. And then uh, I've been the only place in Florida I've been to is at Disney World, and my my sister lives in Port Orange. Hmm. Yeah, Florida. Yeah, that's yeah. A, it's a little further up uh, than where I'm right now. Right now I'm in the Homestead area. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Hey, Angel, I got to tell you something. Okay, now with this COVID nineteen. Uh, coronavirus thing, people shelter in place, and all this sort of stuff. One of my HPI investigators in X1, okay, uh, uh, there was a situation where I actually had to let her go, but her name was Trey Lindstrom. Okay. And I was shocked because some of my former HPI investigators told me that this shelter in place thing. Uh, gave her a nervous breakdown, and she slit her wrist, slit her throat, committed suicide. 
Wow. Yeah, so this is really affecting a lot of people. I mean, in different ways. Not only, you know, like people who catch it, the physical part of it, Mm -hmm. but the mental part of it. Yep. And I was totally shocked. Yeah. I'm not. I've I've read reports on uh, people committing suicide uh, because they're just fed up being stuck at home. Uh, I've been stuck at home since December because I'm nursing a surgery, which Mm -hmm. takes about four to eight months to heal. Oh, man. Yeah, I I went from having an open wound the size of a baseball to now it's about the size of a marble. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you see the pictures, they're not good. They're very gruesome. And, uh, you know, I've been nursing that, so I've been kind of stuck at home doing my own self-quarantine for the last few months. So I've been like, well, welcome to my world. Well, yeah, I've, I've I've been doing it, and I, yeah. it shocks me how people are reacting to this. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and like Trey Lindstrom, she had a great personality. She was hecka funny. Um, I had to let her go for some other reasons, but it's like, yeah, I was totally shocked. I mean, so being sheltered in place drives you so crazy. You want to commit suicide. That not only that, she had two young boys and she has a husband. So it, it just it blows me away. That's terrible. That's yeah, terrible. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Condolences to her family. I mean, oh yes, yes. It, it, you know, suicide is never a way out. And yeah. you're speaking of somebody who uh, at one point uh, was suicidal, and uh, it's not easy to get that out of your mind. And uh, you know, I've went through that trauma a few years ago when I lost my mother. And, uh, you know, what kept me going is my family, uh, close my, you know, my father, my close family. Uh, the thought that if I disciplined myself, you know, they're there and, uh, you know, now they have to suffer with their trauma and I'm just putting a burden on them. And that kind of kept me going. And, and it's funny because when I, you know, think about it now, I'm like, but suicide is not the way to go, period. No matter what. No, no. It's never the way to go. And, no. uh, you know, even I'm, I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones because I was able to, you know, overcome that mentally. But there's so many people that really just can't make that next, you know, hurdle and not put the gun to their head, not blow their own brains out. Uh, and over something that, you know, if you do the right things, like, you know, for example, we're going through now with this virus outbreak. If you just, you know, take the time and find other things to keep you entertained, time flies. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's doing a podcast online, doing videos for social media, keep yourself entertained. Watch the news. Uh, you know, I know that it's uh, economically it's not easy to face it like this when you're losing your job. You, you, know, you, know, you don't know where your next bill going to come out, uh, come from. Uh, so it's not easy, but that's why we have the government trying to do these stimulus packages and and do a, a lot of these things, which, by the way, I haven't got my check yet. No, I yeah. agree about that. Uh, no check, no uh, no direct deposit yet. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, even if they don't uh, give me, you know, any handout, uh, I'm not going to commit suicide over it. And, no, no. Uh, it's, that's never, never the answer. But, again, my condolences to the family. They're the ones that suffer right. the most. Right. right things like that uh we don't we only have a couple more minutes uh to uh to go on the show here uh as you know always uh you know you know you're fantastic uh to have on the air uh and i oh, would love you. to have you know i'd love to have you come down to miami so we can do something remotely here on the house 
there's a lot of stuff down here. I know the, the wife doesn't like the area, but I'm telling you, uh, when it comes to the paranormal stuff, uh, there's some stuff I can show her that'll make her love at least investigating and researching, uh, you know, this, uh, one location. Cause I, for a fact, I mean, I live there. Uh, you know me. I'm skeptical to a lot of things, but when I see things for myself happen, I mean, that's, that, you know, is a dead thing, uh, as far as the, the question if it's real or not. I know for a fact there's something going on spooky there, and uh, you're one of the uh, the few guys in the field that I trust will honestly report what he sees just from right. knowing you for as long as I've known you. Uh, so hopefully we do get you down here in, in sunny South Florida one of these uh, crazy days in the future. Hey, uh, every time I think about Miami, I think of Miami Vice. Yes. Yeah, that music. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're known for, that and a lot of hookers and blow. From the 80s. <laughs> Check this out. Remember Tubbs? Remember Tubbs? Yes. Yeah. Tubbs' brother used to live over here in Sacramento where I live at. Correct, he, yeah. He was the Oak Park rapist. Wow, you kidding me. No, no. And Tubbs would go to prison to visit his brother. He was the Oak Park rapist here in Sacramento. No kidding. Yeah, well, Tubbs over there doing his Miami thing, Miami Vice... I got his brother over here doing what he was doing. Wow, and was that ever uh, reported? Because I don't remember. I mean, yeah. they didn't catch on into the mainstream media, I don't think. Uh, it's, well, you can, like, Google it. It's it's there. Yeah. Wow, I did not know that. Well, it doesn't shock me that it's connected to Miami somehow, because that's how we, we do down here. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, it's shocking. We haven't had a murder... Uh, committed in the last seven, uh, what was it, seven weeks, I think, uh, in Miami, yeah, which is the first time in, like, I don't know, like, how many decades, like, 50 years, something like that, we haven't had a murder in weeks. Wow. Yeah, and, uh, it's a record. <laughs> that tells you when that's a record, that's, uh, that's scary to live now, in this city this, like this. With this shelter in place, you don't hear about active shooters, you know. I mean, Correct, you had yeah. one over in Canada. But, you, but that's Canada, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's Canada, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> remember, they got gun control. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that yeah, that right. works That yeah. works beautifully for yeah. criminals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I, that's, you know, another thing. I, I love when people are like, oh, we need more gun control. Guns are killing people. Yeah. Right. Because criminals obey the law. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, that's how that works. Well, if you're a criminal, you say, well, man, they just passed another bill. How am I going to rob the liquor store if I can't buy a gun legally? <laughs> Absolutely, huh? Oh, that's so you know, that's what keeps criminals up at night, I guess, that kind of gun control lunacy. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Paul, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Thank and you. Stay safe. Yeah, you're looking you great too. again. Stay safe, stay uh, healthy, and uh, say hi to the to the missus and say hi to the family. You know, I, I send a lot of love to all of them, and uh, you know, it's always good to hear your voice and uh, and hear everybody's doing good. Yeah, sending love to you, Angel, and to your family. Stay safe, stay healthy. You look great. So, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Well, I I've slimmed down a lot since uh, we first met. Yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a uh, hundred pounds lighter than I used to be right now. So. Oh, that's good, Angel. 
No, it's not. It's not Corona related. It's uh, oh. a, a broke dude related for a little bit there, and uh, that started off a good diet that's been working ever since. Fantastic! So. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, it keeps going down like the Titanic. <laughs> 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 My friend. Till next time. I, again. Okay. Love you. You're a great guy. Thank you. Take very care of yourself. Pleasure. You too. All right. Peace. Peace. That, folks, is the amazing. Paul Dale Roberts, and if you guys want to look his stuff up, it's very easy. Go to uh, my website, angelespino.com, and uh, he will be uh, on there archived, and uh, both on video and on audio, and uh, we uh, love having him on here on the show and on the network. Now, speaking of live, we have a show coming up within the hour on psn-radio.com, and uh, that is the one and only Mitchell Nicholas Gruber, who's going to be on with us uh, on the network on his show, Unleashed Truth Radio. And uh, that show is, again, talking about the atrocities coming out of China. We have a very special guest he's going to have on tonight. And uh, they're going to talk about all kinds of very, very interesting things, guys. So next week, this is Inside the Jackal's Head once again signing off. And hopefully everybody stays safe and sound. And Corona virus free. Talk to you soon, my friends. Peace.